After widespread outrage by Calgarians, the city of Calgary has reinstated its Canada Day fireworks display. Canada's legacy media is losing its mind over Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign launch. A Liberal MP is being accused of sleazy misinformation after tweeting out a false claim that Conservative leader Pierre Polyev would fail a security clearance. With three days to go until Alberta's provincial election, Polyev has thrown his support behind UCP leader Danielle Smith. Hello Canada, it's Friday, May 24th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. And I'm Andrew Lawton. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. The City of Calgary is reinstating its Canada Day fireworks display after widespread outrage over its decision to axe the show over apparent racist and climate impacts. The backlash included a letter from Calgary Nose Hill MP Michelle Rumpelgarner and a petition launched by Common Sense Calgary. Calgary City Manager David Duckworth said yesterday, quote, We have heard from many Calgarians as well as members of City Council that while the pilot program is valued, they would also appreciate an aerial fireworks display to celebrate on July 1. We are working with partners to confirm an appropriate site and will share details as they become available. The cancellation was pitched as a pilot to address cultural, community, and environmental issues experienced with traditional Canada fireworks, city staff said. The city also said there are cultural sensitivities around fireworks displays in relation to truth and reconciliation, and with July 1 marking the 100th anniversary of the Chinese Immigration Act. A petition launched by Common Sense Calgary over the weekend calling for the fireworks to be reinstated garnered almost 12,500 signatures. Well, Andrew, I'm obviously glad that they decided to reinstate the fireworks. I think that was the right decision, but what a ridiculous waste of time this whole thing has been. And I'm still just sitting here absolutely baffled that the city of Calgary is somehow more woke than Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I keep going back to it, but this is the city whose mayor made as her first order of business declaration of a climate emergency. So, I mean, if you're in the midst of an emergency, I guess you you do crazy things. But uh, listen, I'm going to call this a win all around. Canadians, Calgarians, Albertans spoke up and said this was nonsense. And if you look around, a lot of the people who were I think the most angry about Canada Day being celebrated were people from diverse backgrounds, people who are immigrants to Canada, people who uh, believe in Canada far more than the woke lefties do. It's just one of those things that we're seeing more and more of. We just had this conversation about the Canadian passports being changed. And, you know, people were really upset saying no one seems to value Canadian history anymore, at least no one in leadership positions. So I think you're right. Let's just look at this as a win. You know, conservatives get few wins here and there, and I think we need to celebrate them when we do get them. Yeah, and this has also happened in Toronto, by the way. Uh, The city of Toronto uh, had uh, previously decided to cancel one big Canada Day celebration. Uh, Tremendous backlash. Again, even Toronto, not the conservative hotspot that Calgary is, but they backtracked as well. So I, I think it is proof that even when you feel like the deck is stacked against you and and what you believe and and what you value uh there are more people out there like you and everyone just needs to speak up and uh, yeah i'm uh, putting this in the win category for sure sign up to the economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology you'll get the weekly digital edition 
online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. After Florida Governor Ron DeSantis launched his presidential campaign via a Twitter space with Elon Musk on Wednesday, uh, Canadian legacy media reporters have been taking to, well, Twitter mainly, to disparage supporters of DeSantis, and they've devoted an extraordinary amount of time talking about the technical difficulties Twitter faced after its servers were loaded by users who wanted to listen to the announcement. Uh, Globe and Mail U.S. correspondent Adrian Morrow dedicated an entire Twitter thread to the technical technical issues involved with the DeSantis-Musk announcement interview. Meanwhile, TikToker and former global news journalist Rachel Gilmore took to Twitter to accuse American voters who would vote for DeSantis of having, quote, brain worm, unquote, comparing them to conservative voters in Canada. Gilmore called the Twitter space with Musk a hub for, quote, conspiracy-driven issues, unquote. And Toronto Star sports columnist Bruce Arthur accused DeSantis of having, quote, strong Polyev vibes, unquote, over his stance on central banking during the announcement. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or an insult from Bruce Arthur. Probably an insult. Arthur also called listeners of the announcement a, quote, crew of utter freaks, unquote. I I think, you know, one thing that strikes in my mind is that they hate whoever's there. When Trump was there, it was Trump derangement syndrome. When DeSantis is the guy for a moment, it's DeSantis derangement syndrome. And even if like their model conservative were to be within spitting distance of the Republican nomination and the presidency, the ire would be directed to that person as well, wouldn't it? You're absolutely right on this. They just hate conservatives. They have this uncontrollable rage. The legacy media has sort of developed this thing where they can only accept the most washed down version of conservative politics, the most progressive of conservatives. And here in Canada, we've seen a real return to real conservatism. And we've seen the absolute upset in the legacy media over that phenomenon, which is something that most of us are very grateful for. But the other thing that we need to look at here is just how inappropriate it is for them to even really weigh in on this to this level. This isn't your country. You probably have no understanding of the American people. You have no understanding of the conservatives within the U.S. And to freak out over Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign launch like this is just really tone deaf. I'm seeing the same thing here in the Alberta election where we have pundits in Ottawa who don't seem very familiar with Alberta, don't understand the culture here, don't understand the people people here weighing in about how crazy the conservatives are here weighing in about how crazy Danielle Smith is and I have to really wonder do you even know anything about this province do you even know anything about the people here Yeah, that's actually quite a good point. And I I think one of the reasons it's so interesting is that obviously they have a right to cover it. Canadians are interested in American politics, so it stands to reason Canadian journalists are are going to report on it. But they're not tapped into why things happen. I mean, the mainstream media, even in the U.S., but certainly in Canada, still doesn't understand why they were so wrong in 2016. They don't understand how Trump won. So the people that can't reckon with that, they expect us to look to them for their brilliant political insights now in 2023, and I don't think people are. 
Well, and to your point that they have a right to cover it, they absolutely do have a right to cover it, but then actually cover it. Why don't you go to the states? Why don't you spend some time in a conservative state where Ron DeSantis has a lot of support? Get to understand the people there a little bit. Get to understand what's driving them. And don't do it with this degree of moral superiority that you do with everything else. Actually go and make a genuine effort to understand the people there. Same thing with the Alberta election. Don't just cover it from Ottawa and talk about how crazy Daniel Smith is and how gross the conservatives are here. Why don't you actually come here, spend some time among the people, and do it in a proper and fair way with a genuine understanding of trying to get to understand the culture here and what drives people and motivates them to vote. And then you can write your articles and write your columns, but they're doing it from an arm's length, far more than that. And they feel they have the right to say all these gross things about conservatives. And it's just frustrating to see and it's disheartening. And I think it speaks to the state of the mainstream media. Liberal MP Ryan Turnbull has been called out on social media and even hit with a Twitter community note addressing his false claim that conservative leader Pierre Polyev would fail a security clearance due to a, quote, red flag in his background. Turnbull made the um, unsubstantiated claim on Thursday in response to Polyev's refusal to be involved in classified briefings on Chinese interference. Turnbull tweeted, quote, why won't Polyev get security clearance? Either he prefers to remain ignorant of the facts so he can continue to mislead or he has a red flag in his background, which would have him fail to gain clearance, causing him embarrassment. Shortly after receiving a flood of replies urging that Polyev has already undergone a security clearance as a former cabinet minister under the Stephen Harper government, the tweet was hit with a community note by Twitter. The note read, quote, Pierre Polyev, leader of His Majesty's loyal opposition in Canada, has already undergone a series of background checks as a former cabinet minister in Harper's government. He was also sworn into King's Privy Council for Canada as a member. Conservative MP Andrew Scheer accused a Liberal MP of spreading, quote, sleazy misinformation, end quote, in response to the tweet. This whole story is kind of hilarious. Ah, the dreaded community notes. I pray that I will never be hit with one, but it seems inevitable at this point, even though sometimes the community notes do get things wrong. But this was just a really bad tweet on Turnbull's part. I don't really know if he genuinely believed this or he just thought maybe he could rile people up on Twitter against Polyev, but not a good look. And I think we're still waiting for him to delete the tweet, which is kind of wild. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. And obviously, I, I don't like the weaponization of, of fact-checking. And Elon Musk has, in the in his sort of uh, tenure running Twitter, has tried to sort of change this by saying, we're not doing fact-checking, we're just adding context. But, but even so, the effect is the same. And th- there's a part of me that I must say really likes how this is being turned back on the type of people who were throwing conservatives uh, with fact-check notices on Twitter for much of the last several years. So uh, here we have a guy making all sorts of crazy insinuations and yeah, he deserves to be called on it. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. 
And speaking of Polyev, the federal conservative leader has endorsed UCP leader Danielle Smith in her re-election bid as Alberta's premier ahead of Monday's vote. The endorsement comes just a few days before the provincial election and two days into advanced polling. Polyev said Rachel Notley's NDP will create a weaker economy through corporate tax hikes with less money for schools and hospitals, while Smith's UCP will support the energy sector, fight the carbon tax, and quote, unleash the full potential of our Alberta economy in order to grow and prosper in the future, unquote. Let's cut through the noise on the choice between the NDP's Rachel Notley and Conservative Danielle Smith. Notley will work for Trudeau and Singh, the NDP Liberal Coalition bosses in Ottawa. She'll support higher carbon taxes on your gas, heat and groceries. She'll help Trudeau attack the energy sector, putting you out of a job. And speaking of jobs, she'll raise taxes on job creators, pushing you onto the unemployment lines. That'll mean a weaker economy with less money for schools and hospitals. On the other hand, Conservatives will fight the carbon tax, stand up for Alberta and its energy sector, and unleash the full potential of our Alberta economy in order to grow and prosper in the future. That means more money for schools and hospitals. In other words, vote for Alberta, vote Conservative, vote early, vote now. Polyev's comments echoed a similar endorsement from former Prime Minister Stephen Harper last month in which he also told voters to, quote, vote for Alberta. I would actually say, Rachel, Polyev's endorsement was a bit more enthusiastic because Stephen Harper was focused more in generalities and not as much on, on Danielle Smith as an individual, where, where Polyev really did seem to be saying, yeah, I'm hitching myself to her wagon right now. Yeah, exactly, Andrew. And I think when we saw Harper's endorsement, we saw a lot of people say, wow, he didn't even say Danielle Smith's name in the video. He obviously doesn't support her leadership, whereas Polyev was very specific that he was supporting Danielle Smith. I think it was a bit of a longer video as well. Some people argue, you know, there's nothing really to these endorsements. I think it's a good look for the Conservatives to show a united front. I don't know if it's actually changing anyone's mind, but it is nice to see when Conservatives are unified because it is indeed a rare thing in Canada. And I would also mention that a lot of people have said, you know, if Pierre Polyev is throwing his weight behind Daniel Smith, then he must be very sure of a UCP victory on Monday. Yeah, I think you're you're right on that, and I, I don't think in general that it will move too many people to vote, but I, I do think it does something very important, which is show that despite some of the criticisms that Danielle Smith gets, including from some quote-unquote conservatives, she's not outside the mainstream of the conservative movement in Canada, which you get some people that have tried to say she is. So when you get a guy like Polyev, who is as popular a conservative as you can get in Canada right now, coming out and supporting her, it shows that she's not this just, you know, fringe figure or as, you know, one of the former, you know, allegedly conservative guys, Ken Cole was writing the other day, not a real conservative and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. This is what I was speaking about a little earlier. It feel like, feels like there's so many progressive conservatives, the type that media can, can stomach, whereas they can't handle like a stronger conservative voice that have been taking so many shots at Danielle Smith. And it's been funny seeing a lot of them speak up on Twitter being like, well, I'm voting NDP in the last election and people pointing out, you've never supported the UCP. You didn't support Jason Kenney. This is nothing new. And yet somehow these individuals are having entire articles written about them in the legacy media. So your point about how it really shows that Danielle Smith is part of the mainstream, I think is very fair. I think the media hasn't accepted that the conservative movement in Canada looks a lot different than it did under Aaron O'Toole and is likely going to continue to trend this way for a while. And the sooner they figure that out and stop trying to demonize real conservatives, the better. 
That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.